Hey, what's going on? It's Tanner here with the Vision Project. I am so glad that you have joined us here today on another edition of the VP Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Your presence is your support. But if you would like to support us even more, go ahead and share, like, follow this podcast on any platform that you are on, however you please. We would love your feedback as well. So if you would go ahead at the end of the episode and give us your honest feedback, if you disliked it, if you liked it, if you loved it, if you hated it, we would love to know how you feel and tell us how you feel so that we can grow, so that we can improve this podcast as best as possible because we are learning and growing each and every day. And that's what we're here to do. We're still learning. We're still growing. And in terms of leadership, here we are in our fourth edition of the five love languages of leadership, our fourth episode of the series. And if you haven't checked out the other episodes, this is an opportunity for you to go back. As you can tell, this is the fourth one, and this is in order. So make sure that you go back. Don't get any spoilers. Go back to the first episode, which is on calling, and we'll meet you back here. And I'm excited to have you back here because the conversation has been awesome so far. And I'm looking forward to today's podcast and what we're talking about. We're trying to gain these healthy attributes for leadership. So why would you join me and grow and learn alongside me? I'm looking forward to the opportunity to discuss this today. Let's go ahead and hit that intro. Here we go. Welcome to the Vision Project a place where we strive to give hope and understanding of who Jesus is. We hope today's episode guides you to a better understanding of who he is and how much he loves and cares for you. Have a wonderful day. Alrighty, who is ready to dig into this episode? It's me. I am. One of my favorite quotes from a movie is actually from my favorite superheroes movie, And that's Spider-Man. Fun fact. There you go. Food for thought. With great power comes great responsibility. And you, my fellow brother or sister in Christ, have a responsibility to communicate. This is something that we're discussing today, and I think it is very, very, very important. And like I had talked about last episode, I said that, you know, these episodes could have switched three three and four. They could have switched, technically, because with great communication comes great accountability. I really think those two things coincide because it's almost impossible to be a great communicator without having accountability. I hope that makes sense because when we seek after being a great communicator, we are constantly communicating that we need accountability. And so when we have these two things, right, or we're strong in communication, usually you're strong in accountability. And so you have to take a step back Again, a lot of this is reflecting and realizing how we act and how we uh, tend to have different sort of mannerisms in our ministry. And so when I take a step back and I look in the lens of health in terms of my ministry, I am looking at it in the sense of I need to be better at what? Fill in the blank. I see my strengths. I see what I'm good at. And you can even write this down so you can see it visually. Like you can literally visually take a step back and say, okay, let's write this down. Let's figure this out. How can I be a better leader? Because some people are visual people. I'm a visual person. So maybe I need to even take a step back and write some things down. I know I'm great at blank. But when blank goes wrong, how do I still 
become impactful. Because for me right now, what I always thought that I was great at is being that energy person, being that person that is always with the the hype, always somebody that is um, kind of motivating people. So if I'm at youth group, you know, I'm I'm pumping people up for youth group. I'm excited. I'm running around. I'm jumping around. And now I don't have two legs. <laughs> right now, one of my legs is uh, unfunctional. And with that, I can't be who I normally am. So how do I compromise that, right? Compromise the idea that I'm only good at that and figure out how can I be functional or useful in different areas despite like despite the fact that I, you know, can't exactly do things like I normally would. How can I do what I can do now the best that I can? And right now what I can do is I can communicate. Something that I can't do, I can't serve with physical things. I can't move around like I normally could. But what I can do is I can talk to people and say, hey, I need help with this, this, and this. Right now I'm a youth pastor. So I'm communicating saying, hey, I really need help with this, this, and this. Who can fill in these things? And my leaders have been great with filling in for me and really uh, filling in the holes and the gaps that have been created by the lack of my physical ability. And so communication really does come uh, it becomes a very important thing that you, we should prioritize in ministry because without it, it really does hurt the ministry a lot. And an example of this is for people that are working together in something. If we don't communicate to the other person about something, it tends to lean and be lopsided. Here's here's an example. Here's a story, and I won't mention the person's name, but um, they were in the military and. What happened was they were carrying this really, really heavy barrel, this extremely, extremely heavy fuel barrel. They were carrying it off of, I believe it was a boat or something like that or a truck of some sort. And when it came to it, two of the people that were the other people that were carrying this barrel, it slipped and there was no communication. Of course, in the moment of slipping, there's only so much that you can do. But the person was holding on to the barrel still, one of the per, uh, the people, and it ended up tearing their shoulder, like popping their shoulder like completely out of place and rupturing it in all sorts of ways. There was a lack of support. And I really think that communication equals support. When we communicate and we're affirming one another and encouraging one another, being overly assertive in communication doesn't exist. There's no such thing as overly assertive. As you are assertive and you are placing yourself in a position where you can set your people up for success, it's really through communication and allowing people to realize that communication allows for the dreams and aspirations that you were hoping for to come into fruition. Like truly, when you communicate and you're talking about these different hopes and dreams and everything, as you move in the process of working together and serving, because that's what leadership is, it's serving, right? As you do that and you're going through the motions of leadership and taking action in servitude, communication through the process of serving allows for those dreams and aspirations to work out. 
the dreams and the aspirations, the hopes and the desires that you have for your ministry become more possible when you along the way have strong communication within your team. Because communication leads to unity and unity leads to transformation. As you are building up your ministry and you are working alongside of other people, whether it's your wife, whether it's your husband, whether it's your boss or your colleagues or your coworkers, or if it's your students or if it's your children, whatever it might be, as you're working towards your goals, communication allows little spaces and pockets for you to see how you can get to that goal. In reality, communication is responsible. I think people that don't communicate are very irresponsible. I have been that person. I can still be that person sometimes. I'm growing in this area. <laughs> like I said, I am growing alongside with you guys in this process. And I really think that it is so important to really try to get a rhythm in communication. Because the more that you're consistent on communication, the more likely you are to be successful with those goals and aspirations that we talked about. And I really think that people that struggle with communication tend to be the ones that don't reach their goals because they don't have the effort in even reaching out and talking about those goals or even talking about different ways that they can improve themselves to get to those goals or reaching out and talking and communicating about having accountability to get to those goals. You see the pattern? Communication leads to accountability and accountability leads to communication. I really think that is true. I truly firmly believe that those things coincide. And I think for any successful team, when you look at any sort of successful team, they communicate, communicate great. One of the things about the Golden State Warriors in the past couple of years that was great about them, and I know this is like a basketball thing, and if you're not a basketball person, I'll explain it in simple terms. These people play the game with such an art. And along with the art, there is passion. When they were successful in winning championships and making it to the finals consecutively, one of the things that you saw about the team was that they were unselfish. But what led them to being unselfish was their communication. It was their heart and their passion for their teammates. It was their drive to be great. And in a similar way, what we need to do is be communicative. We see these teams be successful simply because they are talking and they are unifying and they are becoming a unit. And that's the difference. Sometimes you just have groups, right? Sometimes you just have a group of people that are put together. But then there's times where you have teams and units because these people are unified and they're working together to reach their goals. And I really think if you look at any sort of team that has been successful, they communicate well. And along with that, when they fail... They communicate well to keep each other accountable for those failures or for those moments of weakness or for those moments where not everything is going right. Okay, so through the hardships, through the weakness, through the difficulties of ministry, because no ministry is perfect or no team is perfect or no leader is perfect, 
they communicate well through the process. And when you communicate well through those processes, it allows you to regroup, to refresh, and start heading towards those goals and aspirations once again, even though you stumbled and fell along the process. Man, and you really have to take a step back and ask yourself, like, look look at this in a panoramic lens. Look at life. Your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, what you desire to do. Look at it in a panoramic lens and ask yourself, what do I want out of this? Like, you're probably involved in multiple leadership positions. Like, you could be a boss at work and a wife or a husband at home. Or you could be a wife or a husband and you're involved in the ministry as, as a youth leader or as a a young adult leader or a pastor at a church in your positions of leadership you have to ask yourself do I want to be successful in this if I'm a parent do I want my kids to fail not necessarily fail me but literally just like fail at life or do I want them to be successful? Do I do I want a relationship to fall apart and crumble? Do I want their future to be shaky or questionable? If you're a boss, how how am I building these people up to be better people? Not necessarily just better workers, but better people at heart. You have a responsibility there. If you're a pastor or a leader in a church, how do I build these people up spiritually to be successful in Christ, by the power of Christ, through his redemptive transformation, his divine love and grace and mercy? How do I bring these people to a space where they realize, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be? Like we had talked about a couple of episodes ago, you have you're you're that vehicle, right? That kind of brings people to a place where they can be they can find that true power, that true mercy. They can truly find God in this space. And you can be that encouragement. You can be that encouraging vehicle that that shows people the scenery of God and his goodness of his glory. How do you communicate that to people? How do, you, how do you look at them and stare them in the face and say, you know what, I want you to be the best version of yourself. And we're going to get that way together. And along the way, what we're going to do is we're going to analyze what we're doing in the midst of it, not just like letting things pass by or letting things pass through, but we're going to stare every moment in the face and say, okay, what could we have done better here? What can we continue to do better here? That's what great leaders do. Coaches in sports, oftentimes they'll take a timeout, they'll gather their team together, and they'll talk about things. Hey, man, look what you did here on the defensive end. You completely divided and broke apart. You were communicating, they broke through your defense, and they scored. They're tearing us apart. Why? Because you're not communicating and you're dividing. That's usually the reason why these coaches take a timeout is so they can recoup, refresh, talk about these things, discuss these things, 
and then get back out in the ballgame. As a leader, you have to lead your people in the timeout when things are falling apart. So not only is it good to communicate when things are good, but it's also great and even better to communicate when things are going terrible, when things aren't going your way, when the when your defense slips. You have to find yourself in a space where you say, okay, timeout, let's take a step back, let's talk about this. As a parent, you see your kid, they're, they're starting to act out or do things that are out of their character. You say, okay, timeout, let's pull you aside. Okay, I see what you're doing here. And this has kind of been happening recently. This has kind of been more consistent lately. And it's not good. So how can we fix this? How can we grow in this? Or as a boss, you say, hey, people, we're, we're, we're losing our motivation in work. We're losing our consistency in being here on time and working and, and getting our objectives done. So how do, we, how do we work towards this? How can we do better? Here are some ways that you can do that. As a leader, you have the responsibility to take the time out. You have the power to do that. You have an unlimited amount of timeouts that you can take to set these people straight. Not necessarily in a negative way, but to build these people up and affirm them and encourage them in a way that spurs them on and encourages them and motivates them to be better. So communication is important. Communication is important not only for the individual self, but for the team. And in the church perspective, for the kingdom. Communication is so, so incredible. And I have found that in ministries, when we are communicating well, we are doing very, very well. Not necessarily in just the quantity of people that come in the door, right? But the quality of people that enter that church building. And so if I can find that in a church realm, you can really find that anywhere. The more that you are communicating, discussing things, discussing issues, and not being afraid of conversation, the better you can be. But here's the thing. We have an obstacle. We live in a generation where they are afraid of conversation. But what we need to do is break that rust. That wall is dividing us between success and ourselves. When we don't communicate and we're afraid of having tough conversations or having difficult conversations, we lack maturity and we also lack opportunity to grow those relationships, to really grow in those friendships. Because when you face difficulty in teams, in the team setting, in the leadership setting, when you face difficulty with other people, it usually grows you so much closer. I've found that in difficulty with my wife, like when, when we've been in difficult seasons together and we've been fighting or we've been butting heads or whatnot and it's been really hard to uh, be on the same page, going through that has allowed for us to recognize that we need each other so, so much and that we're not fighting against each other, but we are fighting for one another. And so that's why communication is so important so that even through the bad, you can realize that there's good on the other side. 
and even through the good, you can recognize that, hey, there could be some rough patches up ahead. Here's how we can avoid falling out or being lopsided in that season, okay? So communicating through the good, through the bad, no matter what, so, so important. Hey, but if you've made it this far, I want to thank you so much for joining us here today. I am so, so grateful that you came here to support us. And again, furthering that support would be so, so amazing. It goes further than you could ever even know. So follow, share, like, whatever you got to do on whatever platform. I would be so, so grateful if you could do that. We love you guys. We're so thankful for you to be here. Practice this. Apply this to your life. And give us feedback on this podcast. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you love it? Ah, Did you dislike it? Whatever. Let us know what you think. And we would love to improve this podcast. Communicate to us. (laughs) Apply what you've learned. Have a wonderful day, guys. See you in the next episode.